Blog Talk Radio.
praise God. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Taking some time to worship the Lord as usual. You know, that's one thing Sean and I really uh, care to do on this show is worship God. We try to make that a priority. We try to make it a focus. And we want to encourage everyone that's listening tonight to make that a priority and a focus of your life. You know, the Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. You know, that he's enthroned upon our praise. And when two or more are gathered in his name, he is truly in our midst. Whether we're doing that on radio or in our homes or in a church building, wherever it is, he is glorified when we get together and pray. So praise the Lord. Just want to open up in a word of prayer, then we're going to go into a little bit of worship again. But I want to thank those of you that are tuned in on the chat room as well as by phone. Just want to thank uh, everyone that's taking the time to pray for us, taking the time to join in and worship with us. Uh, we've got Dorothy Lee, Light for Souls Radio, Smash 240, where Sean and I are in the prayer room. And uh had a few people uh, kind of in and out, so we'll just keep them in prayer too. But you know, that's one thing we want to do here is just be a place of prayer, a safe haven. The Bible says that you can hide in the shadow of his wings. If you dwell in the secret place, if you dwell in the secret place and you hide and abide in the shadow of his wings, listen, he will be your safe haven. You know, the Gospels say that just like a, a mother hen uh, covers her chicks with her wings, so the Lord gathers his people. He gathers his children that way. And you know, that place of safety, that place of refuge, is only in the shadow, only under the wings of the living God. His name is Jesus Christ. The Father, Jehovah God, the Savior, Jesus Christ, the Comforter, the Leader, the Guide, the Holy Spirit. And if you will make a point to develop a relationship with the living God. You will not be disappointed. So, Father, right now, Lord, we just pray in Jesus' name, Lord. And, Father, we pray that you would cover the show tonight, Father, that you would cover, Lord God, everything that happens here at Prayer International Radio. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for our friends and our family. Lord, we thank you for Sean and Rebecca Holmberg. Father, we thank you for Dorothy Lee, for Light for Souls Radio, for Smash 240, our brother Joe. Father, we pray for those that are tuned in, Lord God, are listening in by phone tonight, Father, or maybe they're listening by archive. Father, we just ask, Lord God, that you would move by the power of your Holy Spirit tonight, Father. Touch the hearts of men and women. Touch the lives of children, teenagers. Lord, the families that are represented here. Lord, move on those families, those that have children those that are believing God for their parents, those that are believing God for their spouses. Father, we pray, Lord God, your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord, just as it is in heaven. Lord, let it be where we are tonight, in our homes, in our place of work, in our cars, wherever we are. Father, we just give you all the praise and glory. Lord, we ask that you would speak tonight to every person. Speak tonight, Lord God, through your word. Father, speak, Lord, through anyone that calls in that has a word or a prayer or a song. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are the good giver. 
Lord, you're always providing for us. You're always taking care of us. And, Lord, we recognize that tonight, that you are the source. Father, and we pray for those, Lord, that are lacking, those that have a lack or a need in their lives, Father. We just pray, Father God, that you would move on their behalf, touch them in their needs, whether it's a healing need, a need for a healing in their physical bodies or in their minds. Maybe it's a need in relationships for their marriage or for their children. Father, heal relationships, restore relationships tonight. Father, maybe it's a need for their ministry or, or what you call them to do, Lord. Bless and anoint assignments tonight, Lord, and provide the needs to do the work of the ministry. And Father, Lord, maybe it's just a need, most of all, more importantly, for salvation or an intimacy need where they need to know you in a deeper way. Father, reveal yourself. Jesus, reveal yourself. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to every person tonight. Now, Father, we ask that you to anoint the word as we get into the word tonight. Father, let it be life. Father, we just declare what your word says, Lord. We declare, Lord God, that your word is living and active. Your word is living and active. And we thank you, Father God. Lord, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, your word is sharper. Lord, it cuts through. And we thank you, Lord God, that your truth, your truth cuts through, Lord God. We just give you praise. We just give you praise, Lord. Father, we just declare tonight, Lord, your word is sharper than the two-edged sword. It separates and it judges the thoughts and the intents of our heart, Lord. Help us to see the thoughts and the intents of our heart as we hold your word as our standard. Father, we pray, Lord God, let it be life to those that find it. Let it be health to their bones. And we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Father, tonight, Lord, we just lift up the prayer needs, Lord. We we have Brother Joe, Lord, his uncle in the Philippines needs a healing. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over him, Lord. We ask that you would just bring a total restoration, total healing for his friend's uncle, Lord. Sorry about that, Joe. For his friend's uncle. They need a total wave of healing in the Philippines. And we just declare healing, healing to go forth. The blood of Jesus to cover those people in the Philippines. The Spirit of God to touch them in a mighty way. And Lord, we are in agreement with our sister Rebecca. Father, she wants to pray for the missionaries to go and share the truth. We agree with that, Father. We agree, Father, that you'd raise up laborers and thrust them into the harvest. Father, that you would provide their financial needs, Lord God, so that they can get to those remote places. Father, you'd supply, Lord, the food, the fuel, the traveling, the lodging, the cover, the shelter. Lord, bring the people and protect them with your angels so that as they declare truth, Lord God, they would be protected, Lord God, from anything that opposes or anyone that opposes your gospel. We just give you the praise, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're sending missionaries, Lord. And we lift up, Lord God. We've got missionaries, Father, friends of ours that are going out, Lord, to Thailand and to Asia, Father, to uh, our, our sister Joy that's going to Israel. And right now we just pray for those those missionaries tonight, Lord God, that are dear to our hearts. Take care of their every need. Bless them. Father, we just thank you, Lord. 
And we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I was actually going to do an extended worship set tonight, but I decided to jump in there and uh, just kind of go with it. Just want to thank those of you that are tuned in. Listen, you can reach us at www.prayerinternational.org. You can also reach us on the uh, email. It's prayer at prayerinternational.org. That's prayer at prayerinternational.org. That's our new email address. If you've still got the old one or you got it set up that way, it, it gets forwarded, but if you can try to get used to the new one, it'll it'll make things easier for us. Not that it's about us. Obviously, it's about Jesus, but, you know, sometimes it's better when things are easier. Um, also, we just want to let you know, um, Brother Sean, my good brother and friend and, and just wonderful man of God, he is doing a Sunday morning service at 10 o'clock on the Prayer International website via Ustream. And you can check that out at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning. Uh, filled with wisdom, filled with word. And, you know, he's always got a very timely, seasoned word to share. And, you know, every time, and, and I'll be honest, and he'll tell you the same thing. It's funny how we do this, but we don't always listen to each other preach, okay? Um we don't always listen to every single show that, that goes on at night because we we have different responsibilities and different things going on. But every time I listen to him preach, and I will say this, he's getting better and better. I've been listening to him now for at least a year besides, you know, the 20 years that we've been friends. Um, obviously, I've always listened to him share the Word of God, and it's always been blessed. But he really stepped up to the plate and started sharing publicly uh, on radio and now video and you know, a few uh, church services or meetings with people. And, you know, God has really developed a teaching gift inside of him. He's a wonderful teacher. He's an incredible writer. I don't know if you've seen any of the things that he's written as far as the devotionals and some of the stuff out there. You can check that out, too. Go to our devotional page. And there's different devotionals that myself and Sean have done. Uh, Feel free to check those out. But on Sunday mornings, He's doing a live video service at 10 o'clock, and I want to encourage you to check it out. It's, it's good. Um, it blesses me. I believe it will bless you. And tell people about it. So let us let people know what we're doing. And it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about Christ. It's about God pouring out His Spirit all over the four quarters of the earth and touching hearts, touching lives, healing bodies, saving souls, and revealing truth to those that are in darkness. And that's why we're doing this. We have no other motive. Okay, we, we're not looking to, to be the next Joel Olstein or the next Joyce Meyer, you know, or our wives, rather, you know, and if, if that happens, praise God. But, you know, what I'm saying is we just want people to hear the gospel. We want people to encounter and experience Jesus. And so, Father, I just pray for everybody listening tonight, Lord God, that they would encounter and experience Jesus. That you touch them in a real way, Lord. Let it be real. Let it be genuine. Take all the religion and all the tradition and all the guesswork out of it. And just touch them where they're at. In Jesus' name, amen. And you know, that's something you need to realize. God wants to meet you where you're at. 
you know, you may not know when to say amen. And you may not know, you know, what to do in certain scenarios religiously. Um, you know, I remember the first time I went to an organized church service, um, I felt, you know, completely out of place. Although I loved Jesus, I just was not accustomed. You know, I, I grew up Catholic, and the first time I got born again was not in the church, or the only time I got born again, rather, but when I first got saved, it wasn't in the church. It was in my bedroom, and Jesus came and met me there and revealed himself to me and delivered me from drugs and and just took me on a course. Now, I won't say that over, you know, the 22, or I guess it's been 24 years that I've walked with the Lord. Yes, there's been times I've walked off that course. But, you know, when God came to me, he met me where I was at. And, you know, when I first went into a church, I had no idea what to do. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I felt completely out of place. You know, but... This is the deal. It doesn't matter where you go to church or if you go to church. You know, if you don't have a church, we'll be your church. That's why we're doing this is so that we can reach people that need fellowship, so that we can reach people that need salvation and healing. And some people need a church. But maybe they live in a remote area or they don't have a car to get to church. Maybe you don't have a Sunday bath suit or whatever, and you feel out of place. That's the wonderful thing about what we're doing here with this technology is that we can share the gospel, we can have fellowship, we can pray, we can encourage each other and equip each other with the word of God. And then by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can help empower you to go forth and do the will of God. You know, our motive here is first and foremost to glorify Jesus Christ, to make sure he's happy, to make sure he's pleased. That's why we have worship on the show. It's why we pray on the show. It's not to entertain you. It's not to act like we've reached the spiritual plateau or, you know, it's it's nothing like that. But the reason we're doing this is to pray and encourage not only the body of Christ, but first and foremost to lift up the name of Jesus. Now, I'm going to interject right now. We we had a prayer request come across. We want to pray for Rebecca's friend who's having attacks from the enemy. Now, God knows who that is, and God knows what they're dealing with. You guys pray for Rebecca's friend who's having attacks from the enemy. Father, right now we agree with Rebecca. We pray in Jesus' name. And, Father, we declare no weapon formed or fashioned against your people will stand. No weapon formed or fashioned against the people of God is going to stand. And, Lord, we declare right now that all these attacks need to stop. All these assignments of the enemy be canceled. And, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that you would gird them up with strength, that you would help them to overcome and be delivered from these afflictions, be delivered from these bondages, be delivered from mental torment or whatever's going on. Father, we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that they would be free, free from the enemy, free to do your will, and free, Lord God, to praise you. And we just ask this in your precious son's name, Jesus. We plead your blood, Jesus, and we thank you. So, with that being said, I want to get into the word tonight because I know I can say all kinds of things, but really it's God's word that matters. 
and we're going to get into the word a little bit. Um, I believe we've got a few people dialed in also. Um, I guess we'll, uh, we're going to do this. Listen, I'm going to kind of check to see who's in the, the room, uh, in the screening room. I'm going to break for a small song, uh, about three or four minutes, so you guys stick with me. And um, we'll just kind of go with it. God, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be hosting the show tonight. Uh, we may have uh, Brother Sean in here in a little bit. And um, right now we've got our brother Joe on the line. He just wanted to share his heart a little bit, pray some prayers. And, you know, he's been very faithful to join with us and pray with us, stand with us, and 
You know, if you've seen him in the chat room or seen some of his stuff, he goes by Smash240. And he's always declaring the word of God, and we just really have a heart for him. So, uh, Brother Joe? Hey there. God bless everyone listening or that's going to be listening on the downloads. My name is Joe, and I just have some few prayers that I would like to pray. And if you can agree, that would be great. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, we come before you, before your throne of grace. And we are praying for ourselves right now. We're praying for all of our friends and our families. We want to pray for the entire body of Christ. We want to pray for all two churches. And we want to pray for all believers. And it says in your word, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 18, and chapter 15, verse 20, we ask you, Lord, that you make us a defense city and an iron pillar and fence the brazen wall against the evil in the whole land, as you've done for your prophet Jeremiah. And, Lord, it says in your word, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 8, we ask you that you make our face and our forehead strong against the enemy, especially those within the church, as done for the prophet Ezekiel. And it says in your word, Lord, in Jeremiah chapter 64, verse 27, we ask that you make us a tower and a fortress among your people that have turned away from you, as done for your prophet Jeremiah. And, Lord, it says in your word, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 19, we ask that you break the ungodly pride of power for us and break off the curse of heaven being as iron and earth as brass. And, Lord, in your word, in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, we ask you that we not be overcome by evil, but we ask that we overcome all evil with good. And in your word, Psalms chapter 140, verse 7, we ask you to strengthen us and cover our heads in the day of battle of the Lord. And Lord, it says in your word, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 16, we ask that we know to refuse evil and to choose good always. And Lord, it says in your word, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we ask that we be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove that what is, we may prove what is that is good and acceptable and perfect, and the will of God. And Lord, it says in Your Word, in Psalms 143 verses 8 and 10, we ask that You cause us to know the way wherein we should walk, and to teach us to do Your will in all things and in all matters. And Lord Jesus, it says in Your Word. In Psalms 94, verse 12, we ask that you chasten us and teach us from your law. And, Lord, it says in your in your word, Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 12, we ask that you show us the evil coming against us <clears throat> and how to avoid and dodge and hide from it. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, it says in your word, Philippians, chapter 2, verse 16, and Isaiah 49, verse 4, we ask that we not labor in vain, nor spend our strength for not, nor in vain, nor labor for the things of this world, but labor for the for the things of heaven. And it says in your word, Psalms 89, we ask you to protect, defend, exalt, strengthen, and establish us as you did for David. And Lord Jesus, it says in your word, Psalm 76, verse 3, we ask that you break the weapons and battle of the enemy and all of the plans of the enemy that the enemy has against us. And it says in your word in Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 21, we ask you that you make us perfect in every good work to do your will in all things, at all times, always. And it says, Lord, in First Corinthians, in your word, First Corinthians, 
chapter 16, verse 15, we ask you that we be addicted to the ministry of the saints and all things of you, Lord. And in the name of Jesus, it says, Lord, in your word, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, we ask that we stand fast with the Lord, having one mind, having one soul, having one spirit, having one heart, and having one way with the Lord Jesus Christ, and striving together for the faith of the true gospel, not these false gospels, false prosperity gospels, none of that, Lord, for the true gospel of the word of God. And, Lord, it says in your word in 1 Corinthians Chapter 15, verse 58, we ask that we be steadfast with the Lord, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And Lord, it says in your word in Colossians chapter 4, verse 12, we ask that we stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. And it says, Lord, in your word, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 27, we ask that we be a tower and a fortress among your people especially among those not following God. And Lord, it says in your word, Second Kings chapter 19, verse 34, we ask that you to defend us and to save us from all of the enemy as done for the prophet Hezekiah. And Lord, it says in your word, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 20, we ask that you save and deliver us from your people not following God. And Lord, it says in your word, Jeremiah Chapter 15, verse 21, we ask you to deliver us out of the hand of the wicked and to redeem us out of the hand of the terrible. And Lord Jesus, it says in your word, Psalms 55, verse 18, we ask that you deliver our soul in peace from the battle that is being waged against us by the enemy. And Lord, it says in your word, Ezekiel, chapter 30, verse 24, we ask that you strengthen our arm and put your sword in our hands. And it says in your word, in Revelation Chapter 3, verse 19, we ask that you anoint our eyes with the eye salve of the Lord, that we may see your truth from your word and your will and your way for us. And Lord, it says in your word, 1 John 3, verse 17, we ask that you open the bowels of compassion in your people, for your people in need. And Lord, it says in your word in Isaiah, chapter 50, verse 4, we ask that you give us the tongue of the learned to say a word in season to the weary, as done for the prophet Isaiah. And we say all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Father, we just agree with Joe tonight, Lord, and we agree with your word. And, Father, we just declare, Lord, that what you say, Father, is the final say. Lord, your word is the final word over everyone's life in this, on this radio show. Father, everyone listening tonight. Father, everyone in the chat room. Father, everyone that names the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we just declare, Father, let your word go forth and empower them, equip them, encourage them. And we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Well, Brother Joe, uh, anything you want to share from me? Uh, is there anything you want to want to say or let people know about? Anything oh, yeah, I just have comments? a testimony Okay. about the power of prayer. And, uh, sure. Um, about, I would say, a little bit less than three weeks ago, I was praying, um, you know, whenever the Lord leads me to pray, I was praying for one of my friends that he really, um, hated the Bible and he hated, he hated, he hated everything about the Bible and, uh, he didn't really believe in like God or Jesus or any of the works in the Bible, and he went from completely hating everything about what's in the Bible to um, reading it every day. 
and uh, accepting God as the truth. And it, he, he mm-hmm. did like a complete 180. And uh, God is awesome, and he does listen to our prayers, because there is no way that he just came to to God on his own. Amen. And I was just praying so hard for my friend that he would, that God would just show him the truth about um, himself and reveal himself to him, and he did. And now he reads the Bible every day. He went from completely hating the Bible to reading the Bible every day. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Praise God. That's a miracle for for Christians that love God to read the Bible, read the Bible every day. So for him to just come into the kingdom and start reading his Bible every day, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I was going to say, brother, if you want to, um, and just so you guys know, uh, brother Joe goes by Smash Two Forty. He's got some very interesting videos that I, I think people should at least take the time to take a look at from time to time and just be informed. You know, our whole thing here is truth. And God says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And sometimes, you know, that could mean scriptural or spiritual knowledge. Sometimes that could just mean everyday knowledge, just things that we need to be aware of that are going on around us. And so I want to encourage you, if you if you would, go ahead and put your website, uh, put your information up in the chat room for people to click on or get to, you know, take some liberty there, let them know, you know, and um, that way you can check it out, you know. Um, that way, basically, people can just be informed. You know, that's that's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, so feel free to do that. And anytime you're in our chat room, feel free to put that link up uh, for YouTube and, and whatever else you have going on. And uh, we'll encourage people to check that out. Thank you for doing that. And uh, so praise God. Uh, praise the Lord. We want to rejoice. Friend is reading the Bible. He's trusting in God. And I know God's using you in a mighty way. Let me pray for you before I put you back into the show for a minute, and then I'm going to get into the Word. I just want to speak a blessing over you, brother, because you are light, and you are salt, and God is using you to save souls and to change lives and to declare the truth. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for our brother Joe for Smash 240, Lord. Father, we pray, Father, that you would just anoint him by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, that you'd cover him in the shadow of your wings tonight. That, Father, you would make his mouth, Lord, like a flame of fire, Father. When he opens his mouth, Father, let truth go forth. Father, we pray, Lord God, that salvation, healing, deliverance, Lord, would go forth everywhere this brother goes. That, Lord, the kingdom would be revealed and that lives would be changed in a mighty way. Father, we pray, Lord, just keep him humble. Lord, keep him on target. Lord, keep him in your path. Father, anoint his steps. Lord, give him divine appointments. And, Lord, take care of every need that he has, Lord, so he can continue to do the work that you've called him to. Father, we just bless him tonight. We're thankful for him that he has a boldness and a genuineness to just share and to join what we're doing here tonight. We just ask your blessings. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, bless you, brother. I'm going to put you back into the show, and then uh, I'm going to... Get into the word a little bit And we may have our brother Sean jump on here with me too Not sure how that's going to go But um, stick around if you want to Keep us in prayer We're going to get into the book of Ephesians I've been teaching out of Ephesians this week a little bit I'm going to take it into chapter 4 And if you want to stick around, uh, check it out So hey, thank you again And anytime brother, call in Let us know what's going on You got our prayers And we're, we're lifting you up, alright 
I'm praying for you too. Be blessed. Uh, hey, we need it. Thank you. All right, praise God. Well, you know, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio, and we're just blessed that people call in and contribute to what we're doing. And, you know, most of all, we're blessed that Jesus uh, gets involved in what we're doing. And first and foremost, and I just want to say this, you know, it's one thing for, for Sean and I to share our hearts or to declare the word or to these uh, guests and our friends that come on share the word of truth, but you know, it's another thing when God actually shows up by the power of his Holy Spirit and begins to reveal truth to your heart. And whether that happens on our show or another show or whether that happens when you're in your room praying, listen, look to Jesus. Trust in the Lord. Listen, the Bible says in Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know about, that thou knowest not. And there's a scriptural promise that if you'll call, if you'll reach out to him, if you'll pray, if you'll take the time to humble yourself and, and draw near to him, listen, he's going he's gonna to enter you. He's going to draw near to you. He's going to reach back out to you because he's faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's not slack concerning his promises. You know, sometimes we don't see things happen as quick as we think we should see it. Sometimes we don't think that God's answering our prayers. But listen, He is. He's setting things up on your behalf. Even in whatever circumstance or trial or situation you're going through, it may look like a setback. But God is going to use it to set you up. God is going to use it to slingshot you into your destiny. God's going to use it as a platform or as a step stool to get you into the place that he wants you to be. Even the trials and the tribulation work that patience and work that character and work that those godly attributes on the inside of you so that you can do the things that God's called you to do. It all works together, the Bible says, for your good if you love God and if you're called according to his purpose. So with that being said, um, before I get into the word, I'm, I'm just going to kind of check. We've got Brother Sean kind of hanging loose, and I want to see if he wants to share. If not, I'm going to go straight into the word tonight. Hey, Brother, have you uh, you got something in your heart you want to share? No. Uh, well, it's funny because I was just actually putting the exact same scripture in the chat room when you said it. So, um, no, I mean, I'm... I'm Excited to hear what the Holy Spirit's going to say to you tonight. So um, I say, go with the, just do whatever the Holy Spirit says and go for it. Right on. Well, I know if you heard me earlier, and I kind of mentioned that you and I hardly ever listen to each other preach on these, these shows because we, you know, we just don't all the time. So I know you you didn't know really what I was getting into, but this week I've actually been teaching out of Ephesians. Uh, throughout the week, and uh, I'm going to continue with Ephesians chapter 4 tonight, but, you know, I know usually we're in sync with things, so I don't I don't find it strange at all that you're putting that scripture out. Um, you know, it's just one of the scriptures that were burning in my heart, uh, you know, so um, let me jump back into the chat room and take a look here. Okay, cool. Yeah, Romans 8.28. Awesome. Well, I didn't have the chat room open. 
right then. But yeah, so if you guys want to, we're going to get into Ephesians uh, chapter 4. And I'm actually reading out of the King James Version, and I may kind of expound or, or jump back and forth to some other versions while I'm teaching. But uh, so I'm just going to take it. I'm going to pick it up from here. Um, if you uh, have anything to interject, Sean, just jump in. Uh, All right. Well, I'll put myself on mute while you're talking, and then just we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. All right, brother. Sounds good. All right, people. All right, praise God. So Ephesians chapter 4. Sorry, I hit my mute button there. I apologize. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. It says, I therefore, now this is Paul speaking to the Ephesian church. Uh, if you haven't been following us this week, you know, it's just kind of a continuation of where we're at. But I felt like the Lord just told me to go through the book of Ephesians this week and lay some foundation. And uh, so if you guys will, just kind of stick with me. And we'll see who calls in, see what happens. And, uh, again, we don't ever want this to become an over-glorified Bible study. But we do believe that the preaching of the Word is important. And so we always want to make that center. You know, what what the Lord is doing is he honors and exalts his Word above himself. And so whatever we do on the show, we want to make sure it's grounded and centered in the Word of God. So I just want that to be clear with everybody, that they know that we are preaching the gospel of Jesus, and we are teaching out of the Old and New Testament tonight. We're teaching out of the New, and whatever else happens from here on out. So chapter 4 says, verse 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called. Okay, he says, look, I'm a prisoner of God, and I'm beseeching you, I'm urging you, I'm I'm." Practically, he's, he's begging. He's saying, look, make this of utmost importance. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. In other words, if you're called, and all of us are called, okay? All of us are called to walk in a certain area of gifting, a certain area of assignment, whether it's the business realm or the medical realm or uh, to, to serve or to preach or to teach, or maybe you're called to be a doctor or a lawyer, whatever it is, you're called. But we're talking about being a Christian leader, being a Christian leader even in a non-Christian environment, not just in church, not just in Bible study, but wherever you are, whatever you're called to do, walk worthy of the vocation that you're called. Chapter or Verse 2 explains how we should walk. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering and forbearing one another in love. Verse three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. So God's saying, Look, I want you to be humble. I want you to learn to be meek. I want you to be patient, long suffering, forbearing. Bear the fruit of the spirit in your life. Exemplify the character of Christ in your life wherever you're at, not just in religious setting, not just in church setting or on the radio or television or wherever you're at, but always, wherever you're at, walk worthy and do it with this type of character. Notice he says, forbearing one another in love. The Bible says that faith works by love and that without love, Corinthians chapter 13 tells us, without love we're nothing.
without love, we're nothing. So that's got to be our foundation, first and foremost. It says this, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. God says he wants unity, he wants oneness, he wants peace. This is why, verse 4, there is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So they're saying, look, there's just one God. There's one Father. And he's in all of you if you're if you're born again, if you're Christian. He's with you, he's in you, he's through you. And he's calling you to be part of his body, one body. We're one. That was Christ's prayer. If you look at the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, he says, Father, I pray that we would be one and that they would be one like you and I are one. In other words, there's got to be a unity. The book of Psalms tells us how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. It's like the anointing oil that ran down Aaron and ran down his beard and down the skirt, down the hem of his garment. It says it's like the dew of Mount Hermon because there the Lord commands the blessing. There's a certain blessing that happens when we gather together in unity. God says, when two or more are gathered in my name, I'm in your midst. One could put a thousand to fly, but two, ten thousand. There's exponential power when we get in agreement and pray, when we get in agreement and worship, when we get in agreement and break down our dividing walls. And see, that's the enemy's biggest plan is to cause division because when he can break down the unity, whether it be in the home or in a marriage or in a family between a mother and father and their children, or whether it be in a church between the pastor and the people or the people and the people, or whether it be between those in your neighborhood or at your work. Look, the devil's biggest tactic is to bring division. Because what happens is it breaks down the power of God. It, it keeps the power of God from flowing. But if you can find a, a home, if you can find a marriage, if you can find a church, if you can find a place of work where people can be one and get in unity and get on the same page, there's a certain momentum that takes place, not only naturally, but spiritually. Verse 7, but, to, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. He's saying, look, we've all been given grace. We've all been given the mercy of God. And it's according to the gift of Christ. It's not by your works. It's not by some religious activity. It's by the grace of God. It's a gift. It's a gift. We can't boast about it. We can't take credit for it. It's all Jesus. Verse 8. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. And he gave gifts to men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended, this is verse 10, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. So saying, look, the same Jesus that went to hell is the same Jesus that went to heaven. But I'm going to remind you, he's the same Jesus that's coming back. He's not going to stay there forever. He's coming back. 
He's saying, look, he gave gifts to men. These are the gifts that he gave. Verse 11. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Now, these are called fivefold ministry gifts. And just because somebody doesn't have the term apostle or pastor or prophet or evangelist, listen, these giftings are inside of men and women. These abilities are inside of men and women. And these functions, certain men and women move and and fulfill these functions in the earth. This is why, verse 12, this is why God gave pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, apostles, Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints. Some versions say for the building up of the saints, for the work of the ministry. It's saying, look, it's it's my job as a pastor or a minister, Sean's job. If you go to a church, it's your pastor's job to build you up to a place where you can do the work of the ministry. Not so that they do all the ministry, but so that you come up to a place where you do the ministry and also for the edifying of the body. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So that you be encouraged and edified. So that you be equipped. Verse 13, until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He's saying, look, this is so you get so built up. This is for spiritual maturity's sake. This is so that you get built up to a place of maturity where you can do the work of the Lord. And that maturity exemplifies the character of Christ, but that maturity also brings you to a place of no division, a place of unity, a place of oneness with your brothers and sisters, with your spiritual mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters. And of course, first and foremost, with Christ. With Christ. And this is the continuation of that, verse 14. This is also why. Why do we have these men and women of God to teach us and and build us up? That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, they grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. They're saying, look, I don't want you to be children anymore, tossed about, tossed this way and that way, going to the right and the left, falling off the beaten path. But no, be built up to where you're not swayed by lies, you're not swayed by false doctrine, you're not caught up by man's deal, You're not deceived, but bringing you to a place where you're speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love, that's what our job is, wherever you're at, whether it's in church, out of church, wherever. Speak the truth in love. Love. It's all about the love. God says he's he's looking for worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. That means a heart-to-heart encounter. And also being able to be genuine and open and transparent and honest and truthful. Or to speak the truth in love, verse 15, and may grow up into him in all things. In other words, in all things. 
You've got to grow up into him in every area of your life, in every circumstance, in every trial, in every situation. It's not just the, the spiritual times or the Bible study times. It's not just when you're in church. It's when you're on the job and everybody's watching you. It's when you're around your children and they're watching you. It's when you're around your spouse. It's when you're around your neighbors. When you're around the, the guy at the grocery store, the 7-Eleven convenience store, or the gas station. Look, everybody's watching. And the deal is, are we going to exemplify Christ? Are we going to walk worthy of the vocation, like like chapter or verse 1 of chapter 4 says? Are we going to walk worthy of what we've been called to do? Are we going to walk with that character of Christ? Are we going to allow these men and women that God puts into our lives to help build us out to a place of maturity? And then once we get there, are we going to do it ourselves? The football coach, you never see a football coach catching a pass and, and making a field goal ever. I've never in all my years of watching football on TV have I ever seen a football coach snap the ball, catch the ball, tackle somebody, or make a touchdown or kick a field goal ever. But in practice, they're right there with those guys, walking walking them through it, walking with it, teaching them, showing them the game plans. And then they're motivating them and encouraging them. Most of the time they're just screaming and yelling at them, but nevertheless their their motivation for that is to get these guys motivated and do what they're supposed to do on the field. That's why we've got these fivefold ministry gifting. They're like coaches. That's why Sean and I are doing what we're doing. We're just here to coach you, but it's your job to play the game. It's your job to get out there and do the stuff. Verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body under the edifying of itself in love. So let me break that down real quick. It's saying the whole body is joined together to the place where every joint is applied. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part. In other words, every part's got to work properly for the rest of the parts to work properly. And when you're a body, look, if you if you cut your hand off, obviously your fingers aren't going to function right. If you cut your finger off, your hand's not going to function right. And, you know, my point is is that we all need to function and, and do our part to be effective in the kingdom. It all works hand in hand. And it, what it does is it increases the body to the edifying of itself in love. In other words, it brings the maturity through the whole body. It, it brings the purposes of God among the whole body of believers when we're all doing our part. So verse 17 talks about a new way of thinking. This I say therefore, and I testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. In other words, don't walk like everybody else with their vain thinking. 
He says they're in verse eighteen, they're having their understanding darkened and they're being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. He's saying, Look, these guys are so blind. They're so ignorant. And that's not a bad word. It just means ignorant means you, you don't know. You're unlearned. You're you haven't been shown the truth. He's saying, Look, these guys are walking around and their understanding is darkened. He's like, look, I don't want you to think like this. I don't want you to walk like this. I don't want you to act like this. Verse 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over the lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. In other words, like when you learned Jesus, you knew you're not supposed to walk like this. Because it's fruitless. It's vain. It'll put you in a place where the life of God just like it says, you're alienated from the life of God. God wants you to be full of his life. God wants you to be full of his peace and his joy. He wants you to be full of prosperity and have more than enough. Full of healing, full of love. But if you walk with these other mindsets, it will cut you off. So verse 21 and 22, thank you, Smash. I see uh, Smash240 put those up for me already. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as truth as in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to his deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. God's saying, look, it's time to put the old things away. Don't do like you used to do. It's time to walk in a new life. It's a new season. It's a new day. You're a new creation. And old things are passed away. Verse 24. He says, well, 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which is after God. The new man runs after the things of God. The new man is created after God in his righteousness. The new man is created for holiness. And then we're told this. Verse 25 and 26. Put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Don't be angry. And if, if you get angry, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, but get control of your anger. Get control. Get some anger management in your life. 27, neither give place to the devil. Don't give him any place. Don't open the door to him. Don't even let him get his little toe in the door. Because listen, if you give him any open, if you give him any place, if you open up the door to him, listen, he'll come in and wreak havoc. And then we get to rob and steal and kill and destroy from your life. He says, let him that stole, verse 28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Like, look, work hard. Work hard.
29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use to the edifying. We're told, watch what comes out of your mouth. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Don't let it corrupt you. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what you speak out of your mouth will come into your life. The saying, look, let it be edifying. You're supposed to minister grace to the hearers. Let it be merciful words. Speak the truth in love. Remember, he says, in love. Let the words be in love. Because they'll bring grace to the hearers. They'll be able to receive love. They'll be able to receive grace. They'll receive Jesus. They'll receive their healing. They'll receive their deliverance. If you'll just declare to them the words of God. And this is one of my favorite ones. Something I need to learn more and practice daily. 4.30, Ephesians 4.30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed to the day of redemption. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't don't break God's heart. Don't hurt God. You know, we, we think about sin sometimes in reference to we don't want to go to hell. You better not sin so you don't go to hell. Well, how about you better not sin so you don't break God's heart? You better not sin so you don't grieve the Spirit of God. Have you ever heard Jesus weep over the things that you do? I have, and it, and it, it disturbs me to no end. Anytime that I do something that offends God, anytime I do something that God calls me on, it tears me up inside. When I grieve God, he makes sure I'm grieved. Maybe not right away, but he lets me know about it, whether it's through a person or a circumstance or a situation. Ephesians 4.31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor evil speaking be put away from you. Put away your malice. Put away your bitterness. Put away your wrath and your anger. Put away your clamor and your evil speaking. Put it away far from you. That's what he says. Get it out of your life. It's real simple. Just get it out of your life. At 4.32, we're going to wrap up with this. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. He's saying be kind to one another. Walk worthy of that calling. Hey, praise God, we've got Sister Cheryl just stepped in. Sister Cheryl, I just finished Ephesians chapter 4. You can check out the archive if you get a chance. Um, I'm going to kind of run through it. We're going to pray through it. We're going to pray and get this sealed in our hearts. And then we're going to see what happens from here on out. So praise God. So look, Ephesians 4, we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for Ephesians 4. We thank you that you want us to have a oneness, a, a unity with you, Father. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you want us to walk worthy of the calling that we're called to. You want us to be meek, to be humble, to forbear one another in love. Lord, you want us to keep the unity, the spirit, the bond of peace. Father, we thank you that we're one body, Lord. And Father, you want us to, to walk in one spirit. Lord, we declare you're one God, one true God, one Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the grace that you've given us. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name, Lord. 
that you've given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, so that we can be built up and perfected, so that we can come to edifying in the body of Christ, so that we can do the work of the ministry, that we can become in unity and, and be mature. But Father, we can walk in the knowledge of the Son of God. Father, thank you that we don't have to be children tossed to two and fro, Lord. Keep your children from being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and every cunningness of men. Let them not be deceived, but, Father, let them speak the truth in love. Lord, let them grow up in all things, which is the head, which is Christ. Lord, join them together where everyone is supplied, everyone is blessed, everyone is ministered to. Father, you told us, Lord God, for us to not walk like the Gentiles, let us not be vain in our thinking, but to walk in a new way of thinking. You told us, Lord God, that the Gentiles were blind and ignorant in their hearts. Father, that they were cut off from the life of God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're calling us to holiness. You're calling us to not be unclean, Lord. You're calling us, Lord God, to be taught by you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, put off all the corruption. Put off the the negative conversation, Lord. Let us be renewed in the spirit of our minds. Let us walk in holiness and righteousness in Jesus' name, like your word says. Father, help us to put away the lying and, and... Speak truth to every man, Lord. Father, help us to not be angry. Let us not sin in our anger, Lord. Give us anger management, Lord. Let us not give any place to the devil. We just declare, Lord, let no corrupt communication come from our mouth, but let what we speak be edifying and minister grace to the hearers. Father, let us not grieve your Holy Spirit. Father, let us be sealed to the day of redemption. Lord, remove the bitterness, remove the wrath, remove the anger, the clamor, the evil speaking, the malice. And Lord, let us be kind and tender-hearted and forgive one another, even as Christ has forgiven us. So we thank you, Father, for Ephesians chapter 4. And we just give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, I'm going to break for a quick song, and then we're going to get back into things. And uh, if you just tuned in, check out the archive. Um, We just went through Ephesians chapter 4, prayed it. Now we're going to do a slight, just a small worship song, and then we're going to be back. And this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're also joined by Sean Holmberg and Brother Joe tonight sharing uh, their hearts. And we'll be right back. you 
We know we're supposed to pray, so you don't have to sit around and pray about praying. You know you're supposed to witness and be a light to those around you. So you don't have to sit there and think, well, God, if you want me to talk to so-and-so about Jesus, you know, send all these special signs to me. Look, he's already told us to make disciples of all the nations. He's already told us to pray without ceasing. He's already told us to have an attitude of gratitude and thank him continually, praise him. Those things are given, okay? But you know, certain specific things, specific assignments and things he may call you to do, like where you live or, you know, where you're going to buy your house or rent your house or what church you're going to go to or what city or state to go to. Now, those things really need to be prayed about, okay? But... Whether or not we're supposed to pray for somebody or share the love of God with somebody, if you're a Christian, you're called to pray. You're called to serve. You're called to help people. You're called to do for others. That's just a common knowledge. And so we don't have to over-spiritualize everything that we do in the kingdom. Although, uh, on that same note, the flip side of that is We need to make sure we cover everything in prayer and keep ourselves postured, you know, like we said in Ephesians 4 tonight, walk worthy of the calling that we're called to. We need to walk in holiness. You don't have to pray about walking in holiness. Just obey the word of God and and do what it says. You know, you don't have to pray if you're to share Christ with the, the guy at the gas station or the person in a line at the grocery store or whatever, just share Christ. Just be a light. Doesn't mean you've got to have this special gift of evangelism or this special prayer anointing. Now, there are some people that are gifted in those areas more than others, and, and they win hundreds of thousands of people to the Lord everywhere they go because they just have a spirit of evangelism on them. And there's people that pray, and, and sometimes you feel the whole atmosphere change because they spend so much time before the Father that they're anointed. But we never are to compare ourselves with other people. We're never to wait for this special endowment from God. Now, I will say you need to spend time in His presence. You need to seek His face. You need to pray and be filled with His Word. And the more time you spend with him, the more presence and anointing of God will come onto your life. That is true. And so I don't want to belittle that. And for those of you that stay locked up in the prayer closet all day, God bless you, because I've had my seasons where we would spend four, six, eight hours a day locked up in the prayer closet. Okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you have to come out of the closet. Sometimes you have to come out of the clouds so that God can use you to reach the people. Even Moses had to come down off the mountain so that he could speak to the people. Even Jesus had to come down off the mountain so that he could heal the multitude. Even Paul, although he conferred not with flesh and blood for three years, imagine that, after this guy 
had these radical encounters with God. God led him away for three years to be with him. And he didn't talk to anybody for three years. He conferred not with flesh and blood. The Bible says that. And so I do believe in solitude. I do believe in getting set apart and getting in the secret place and spending time with God alone. I think it's very necessary to be successful in your Christian walk. But if you stay in the prayer closet and you never put yourself in a position to allow God to use you, then you're never going to see some of these things happen. Now, with that being said, you can preach until you're blue in the face or teach or talk to somebody all day long. And unless there's an anointing by the Spirit, unless the Spirit of God draws that person, you know, it could be fruitless. And so we always want to make sure that we've prayed and we're going out in the power of the Spirit. We always want to make sure that we're being led by the Holy Spirit as we declare the words of God to somebody, as we declare the Bible, as we share our testimony. Make sure you're prayed up. Make sure you're in tune with with the Spirit of God. You know, if you're supposed to be at the local Walmart sharing Christ with somebody, and you're, you know, five miles down the road doing this, that, and the other, okay, then you may be in the wrong place. That's why it's important to pray about what the Lord would have you do. You know, isn't that funny how a lot of times we just do what we want to do and then we ask God to bless it? A lot of times, even as Christians, we do what we want to do and we ask God to bless it. But what we need to start doing is seeking God. We need to listen to God and say, Lord, what do you, what would you have me to do? Lord, what's your plan? Not my will, but your will be done, God. So we've almost trivialized the, the Lord's prayer. You know, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you really realize what you're praying when you say those things? My Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Saying, God, you're my Father. God, I set you apart. God, I, I set you higher than every other name that is named. Not my will, not my plans, not my purposes, not my sandcastles be built. But, Father, your plans and your purposes and your kingdom come. It's a powerful prayer. What's powerful about it is it puts us in an alignment. It puts us in alignment with the kingdom of God. It puts us in alignment with God's play of the purpose. See, he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. But listen, if you get in tune with his ways and get in tune with his thoughts and you become one with him, like we talked about in Ephesians 4, first few verses, that oneness, And I don't mean oneness in the Pentecostal holiness sense. And if that's your denomination, hopefully I didn't just offend you. But the oneness I'm saying, unity with God, when you're in tune and in step with God, all of a sudden his thoughts begin to fill your mind, and all of a sudden they become your thoughts. 
All of a sudden, his words begin to fill your heart. All of a sudden, his words come out of your mouth. All of a sudden, his ways become clear, and all of a sudden, your ways change. So it's very important. You know, like First Chronicles sixteen eleven, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Our brother Joe just put that up in the chat room. But that's so true. Seek the Lord and his strength. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by his spirit, says the Lord. It's by his spirit. There's a freedom and a liberty with his spirit. And we need to be led by his spirit. We need to seek his face continually. Second Chronicles 714, I'll, I'll just take liberty with that one too, brother. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. First step is humility. Get the pride out of your life. Get the pride out of your life. And humble yourself. Kneel down before God. Reach out to God. Realize that it's bigger than you. Humble yourself and pray. 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 Call out to him. Reach out for him. Declare the word of the Lord back to him. And seek his face. What does that mean? Run after him with everything you got. Don't stop until you apprehend him. Don't stop until you encounter him. Don't stop praying until you experience God. And this is key where a lot of people turn from their wicked ways. Turn from your wicked ways. We need to have repentance in our lives. We need to turn from our sin. Sin will separate you from God. Your wickedness will keep your prayers from getting answered. So we have to have the blood of Jesus. We have to have that right relationship with God. That's why Jesus shed his blood so we could come in. But not just so that we can be saved from our sins, but so we can be delivered out of sin. So we don't have to sin. We don't have to keep sinning. We can turn. He grants us that gift of repentance, and we turn from our wicked ways. Then what does God do? He hears from heaven. He'll hear from heaven. Call unto me, and I will answer you. Well, how is he going to answer if he doesn't hear you? Well, of course he hears you. But you've got to remove the obstacles. Lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's what the Bible says. Lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets you. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Are you looking to Jesus? Are you allowing him to write your life, to author your life? Are you going to allow him to finish and have the final say over your life? Are you going to do your plan? He says he'll hear from heaven and he'll forgive your sin and he'll heal your land. He'll heal your land. If you do what he's calling you to do. Praise the Lord. Let me just pray for you. Father, right now, Lord, we just thank you for your word. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Father, we thank you, Lord God. For what you're doing in our midst 
Father, I just bless, Lord, our friend Cheryl tonight. Father, I pray strength over her, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you'd put a fire in her mouth, Lord, and that as she declares your word of truth, Father, as she preaches your word, Father, I declare, Lord God, that you would use, Lord God, her words to touch the hearts of every hearer, Lord, that you would open up the hearts of men and women. Lord, use her to unlock their hearts. Use her with choice words, Father God, that would pierce their hearts. And, Father, let it bear fruit. Let it bear fruit of repentance. Let it bear fruit of salvation. Let it bear the fruit of healing. Let it bear the fruit of prosperity. Let it bear the fruit of intimacy with Jesus. And I pray that as she speaks, as she declares, as she teaches, as she preaches, as she prophesies, that, Father God, men and women would respond to it and that they would receive the living Christ. They'd receive the living God. They'd understand you as Father. They'd understand you as Savior. They'd understand you, Holy Spirit, as Comforter and Guide. Father, I pray that you would just bless the work of her hands, Lord, provide for her, take care of her in this season. Lord, let her realize she's not going to have to be weary in well-doing, but she's going to reap a harvest if she faints not. So I pray for her motivation. She'll continue to be motivated to go forward in the power of the Spirit as your Holy Spirit is imparting to her, as your Holy Spirit is quickening her, as your Holy Spirit is refreshing her, Father. Bless Cheryl tonight. Bless J.C. Overcomer Ministries. Bless the sons and daughters that she's raising up in the name of Jesus. Bless them. Bless her protégés as she mentors these people in the things of God. Bless them and bless her. Lord, your glory and your goodness is her reward. Your glory and your goodness is her reward, Lord. I know her heart towards you is just to give you all the praise. She gives you all the praise. She gives you all the glory, Lord. I know every time I've ever uh, gone back and forth with her, she does this. So, Father, I pray that as she diligently seeks you, that you would reward her in a mighty way. Reward her with the the blessings of the Lord. You said the blessing of the Lord maketh the rich, and they add no sorrow to it. So praise God. Listen, we're going to go uh, break for a song, and I'm going to check out the screening room for a minute, and then I'll be back. Some of you guys will just kind of bear with me for a minute. Um, I'll be right back, and then I want to keep praying. I want to pray for Sister Sherry, too.
Talking to Cat Man on the other line there for a minute. And, um, you know, he asked for prayer for his grandfather, so I prayed. And I also prayed for this brother. Just want to encourage everybody pray for Cat Man, pray for his grandfather. And uh, this brother and his grandfather need prayer. And so we just want to send our prayers out to this guy. You know, he's said he's calling from Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee. And so, you know, so, Father, we just pray for Catman right now, Lord. Just keep him on the right track. Lord, keep him focused. Keep him focused on you, Lord God, and help him, Lord God, along the way. Father, we just pray, Lord, that you would just reveal yourself to him in a mighty way. Father, reveal yourself to him in a mighty way, Lord, and we just thank you for what you're doing in his life. We thank you that you're drawing him, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would just clear up any confusion in his life, Father, that you would clear up anything uh, going on in his life, Lord, that's pulling him away from you. 
Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would just speak to his heart. Lord, arrange the circumstances in his life that would cause him to be a disciplined follower of you. Father, whatever uh, strongholds, whatever distractions, whatever detours are in his life, Father, use all those for your glory and bring him to the foot of the cross. Bring him to that place of intimacy with you, Father, and I pray that you would bless his grandfather. Lord, bless his grandfather tonight. Lord, we just pray, Lord God, that you'd reveal yourself to that family in a deeper way. Let the love of Christ just be shed abroad in his heart. Let the love of Christ fill his heart. All right. All right, well, we just kicked him out. So you guys just pray for him. And uh, he needs some help. So we just pray for him. And uh, let's see what we can do here. Let's just kick him out like that. All right, he's gone. Well, you know, keep praying for him. You know, that's one thing we're going to realize. And sometimes you got to just put your hand with a salvation on. Because uh, there's enemies uh, lurking about. Yeah. You know, I, I saw some of the uh, chat room stuff, what people were saying. But, um, you know, hey, just pray for them because this is the deal. Remember there was a guy named Saul who killed Christians who later had an experience with Christ where Jesus knocked him off his high horse and blinded him and revealed himself to him and asked him, why are you persecuting me? And the next thing you know, he became a Christian. He became a spirit-filled man. He began to win people to the Lord. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament from jail. All right, so this is the deal. Just pray for this guy. Obviously, you know, the devil has got his head messed up. But, you know, God's got a plan for his life. There was a time in my life and if this offends anybody, don't please don't just kick me to the curb. But, you know, there was a time in my life where I would curse Christians and give them the finger and do whatever I could to get them out of my face. But when Jesus Christ revealed himself to me, when, when the Holy Spirit, okay, when the Holy Spirit knocked me off my high horse and turned me around, it was a different story. Okay, we've all been through stuff. We've all had uh, times in our life where we didn't serve God. But you know, uh, we just pray for this guy. So Father, right now I join with my Christian family online. We pray for Catman, whatever other name he wants to come in under later. Father, you know who he is. You know his heart. You know where he's hurting. You know why he's so angry and mad at, at religion, or mad at you, or mad at Christians. So, Father, we pray, Lord God, arrange the circumstances in his life. Shake everything that can be shaken, and reveal your glory to him in a mighty way, in a mighty way. Father, bless his grandfather. Bless him. I just want to encourage everybody, if you had to, clear your screen. I don't know if the whole screen cleared when I did that or not. Uh, I'm still not sure about the technology on that one. We've had to kick other people out 
of the chat room when they get vulgar. Um, so I don't know when I cleared the screen if it cleared it for everybody. But if not, there's a little uh, clear screen box up the right-hand tab right underneath the About section, right above all the names. If you need to clear your screen to get the filth off there, go ahead, and we'll post up some, some other information up in the chat room too, um, you know, about the website, whatever. So, listen, we've got a, a brother on the line. Um, he's called in. I want to see if he wants to share his heart. And so I'm going to find out here in a minute um, what's going on. Hey, Brother Alex, you're live. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, man, what's going on, brother? <laughs> oh, uh, I just, uh, I didn't even think I was going to catch anything. Uh, I thought I'd catch music or something like that. So I, I just heard good. you pray. Hey, I, wanted for to give you a, I, I wanted to give you a chance to share your heart or pray or let people know what they can pray for or share testimony yeah, definitely, or something. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to give you about five minutes, and then I'm going to wrap up the show at the end. But take five minutes, man, to do whatever the Holy Spirit has you do. <coughs> All right? Well, yeah, sure, sure. I'm you know, it's for funny. You. Uh, as I was listening, I, I, I didn't even hear what you were saying about this other brother, but I definitely want to bear witness with what you're saying about you know, the the time in your life where you weren't serving the Lord, uh, not on your side but on my side, <clears throat> because I was actually a Christian, and, and uh, you know, I thought, uh, you know, I was going to go for the Lord, and then next thing I know, man, uh, some God put some hardcore, just awesome Christian people in my life, and next thing I know is uh, I'm persecuting them. This is a Christian persecuting his fellow brothers, and uh, I mean, I, 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 mean, I got violent with with some of my Christian friends. That's what was in me, and and you know what's amazing is God is that uh, that God had to shake me too. He had to shake a bunch of stuff out of me, and and so uh, you know, I I can I thank God for the mercy. For the grace and mercy of God, because, uh, you know, I'm no better than anybody else, and it's only the blood of Jesus and the hope of his mercy that uh, I have a leg to stand on. So I give God praise and thanks for his, his patience and, and, and loving kindness. Um, but, yeah, there are some things that, that I think uh, I'd love to um, lift them from prayer. We been um we listened these up a little bit uh before um but I just like to lift up um the um it, the our school system and the the youth um the young people um in in the school they're not uh um it's kind of like a um in in many ways a um like a wasteland right now, just because of uh, the lack of truth that the children are getting, and, and even so, a lot of the negative things that they're being exposed to uh, in their in their um, in their life, and even at home. So I want to lift up the young people um, because they're going through a lot, and uh, they're they're doing all kinds of cutting, and um, they're just going through a lot of 
pain and they don't know how to deal with it. So I want to just pray that God will just send his word into their lives and reveal himself to them in a powerful way and also send laborers that uh, who are willing to just take the time to speak the truth and love to them and, and walk it, walk them through the, the minefield that they, they've kind of been in. And so, Father, I thank you so much for every young person, God. Lord, um, I thank you that you care, that you're there, that you're real, that you're an ever-present help in time of need, um, and that uh, and that you sent Jesus uh, to uh, to to pay for um, to not only pay for their sins and and to sh- show to uh, be a friend to sinners, but um, Lord, I thank you that you are that uh, you are closer than a brother, and you care about every situation in their lives. So I pray in Jesus' name, just send labors into their lives, send your word into their lives, God. I pray that you just invade um, even the school and, and the families of this this nation, God, um, in in um. Where are there young people that are facing the stuff that our generation, uh, and especially in this nation, have been exposed to? God, send uh, your word and heal them, God. I pray for just a great awakening, even within the public schools. I pray that you just um, um, minister uh, freedom, God. Freedom from, um, from every stronghold of the enemy. Uh, freedom from um, all the lies, God. Let your the truth be let, let your truth be shared with these children in love, God. Um, and just baptize them, Father, uh, with your love. Um, show them your ways. Teach them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Send labors into their lives that uh, <clears throat> that will um, that will um, teach them. And uh, I pray for godly teachers. I pray for godly, um, even in the schools, I pray for godly leaders of, uh, from um, every rank, God, godly leaders from, um, and godly teachers that will speak the truth to these young people. And, and I pray for the families, their mothers and their fathers, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that, that you would move in their lives that you would draw them to yourself. For those who don't know you, I pray that you reveal yourself to them. And uh, I pray for an awakening um, among the fathers and the mothers in this land. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done in the lives of the the youth and in the lives of their parents, God. I pray that you rescue them um, from the lies um, of the enemy and the lies that... um, Anybody's been using to steal, kill, and destroy um, them in Jesus' name. Um, amen. Jesus' name, amen. Amen, brother. <clears throat> Listen, we've got about three minutes. I'm going to give you one minute. Tell everybody where you're going this year for missions and tell them what to pray about. Do it in okay. a minute, though. Do you have like one minute? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to Uganda. There's a. Uh, there's about two million uh, uh, orphans in Uganda from the atrocities um, in the 60s under the corrupt leadership. 
um, the corrupt leadership that was formerly in power. Um, and so we're going to minister to an orphanage um, there uh, where there is a godly pastor who oversees many churches. We're going to go there as a church. My church uh, are going to go and, and just minister uh, and, and just be available to serve and teach. My pastor is gifted teacher. So he'll be teaching. We're going to support um, him and just reach out to these people and love these people and uh, and just so pray that we'll hear God and we'll do everything that God wants us to do out there. We'll be a blessing to in in every way that we can be a blessing, and that we'll hear and that we'll just uh, step out and step into everything God has called us to do and 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 desires us to do, and uh, just showing these people the love of Jesus. Amen, brother. Well, we're going to pray. We've got about uh, 75 seconds to wrap the show up. I'm going to pray for you, then we're going to close the show. And then I want you to come back whenever you can over the weekend and just share some of that, share, just share more in detail. I've got everybody uh, praying for you in the chat room. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Alex. We pray for this trip to Uganda. Father, we pray that you touch these orphans. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're moving in a mighty way by your spirit. Bless this missionary team, prepare them, provide for them, fill them with the power of God. And, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you'd raise up laborers to send them, thrust them into the harvest, thrust them into Uganda, thrust them into the four corners of the earth. Father, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord God, and we just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 If you're tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. We got Brother Alex on the line. Listen, we're going to be back tomorrow, uh, same time, 10 to 12. We've also got our Sunday uh, morning church services at 10 o'clock. We've got our Wednesday evening services at 7 right now. They may change to 6. time, And we just pray for you, Father. Your kingdom come, your will be done in everybody's life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Praise God. Praise God.